The Rich Man and Lazarus, from a French pictorial Bible, circa 1200 CE there was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day. At his gate was laid a beggar named Lazarus, covered with sores and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs came and licked his sores. The time came when the beggar died, and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, where he was in torment, he looked up and saw Abraham far away, with Lazarus by his side. So, he called to him, Father Abraham, have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, because I am in agony in this fire. But Abraham replied, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, while Lazarus received bad things, but now he is comforted here, and you are in agony. And besides all this, between us and you a great chasm has been set in place, so that those who want to go from here to you cannot, nor can anyone cross over from there to us. He answered, Then I beg you, Father, send Lazarus to my family, or I have five brothers. Let him warn them, so that they will not also come to this place of torment. Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets, let them listen to them. No, Father Abraham, he said, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. He said to him, If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced even if someone rises from the dead. New International Version Everyone looks for a miracle at some point in life, especially for family. Whenever we see relatives walking far from God or siblings living without much thought to the words and ways of Jesus, it can be disconcerting. We may reason that if they could just experience or see some great miracle, then they will surely believe and embrace Christ. Yet, Jesus' parable to us of the rich man and Lazarus graphically depicts an important message, God has already revealed divinity to humanity through Moses and the prophets, the Old Testament. If people are not convinced by what already exists and is, they will not respond when the miraculous slaps them in the face. Maybe we too often look for the dramatic because the mundane typically rules the day. Perhaps what we are looking for is already present in God's revelation to us. It could be that the greatest task we have is not to beg for a miracle, even though there is nothing wrong with that, but first to be quiet and listen to the Spirit of God speak through the Word of God so that our prayers to God arise in God's way and God's time. Today's Gospel story gets at the heart of where we immediately and reflexively turn when in dire straits. There is nothing wrong with turning to others, consulting trusted resources, or even Google. Yet, Holy Scripture is timeless. It contains everything we need for life and godliness in this present age. And I believe it has the answers to life's most pressing questions. Everyone has their trusted sources, as well as sources we don't trust. If a person has had a pattern of not consulting or trusting the source material of Scripture, then it doesn't matter who encourages them, even if it is a trusted person who shows up from the grave, to look into the Bible's contents and believe its message. If we look closely at the story, we are told the poor man's name, Lazarus. And we are not told the rich man's name. You see, the poor man, Lazarus, had his name written in the Book of Life. The rich man's name cannot be spoken because it is not found there. There are two opposite choices in life. One is to choose pleasure and overlook the great needs of the earth. Like old Jacob Marley in the Christmas Carol, it is to forge a chain, link by link, day after day, which will eventually leave one in bondage and regret. The other choice is hope. To look ahead by faith and see the eternal things which are coming, then shaping our existence to act in sync with permanent values, is to choose life. Although this may bring deprivation, even suffering, in this present existence, the decision to forego temporary pleasure for eternal glory shall be rewarded. It is to live for future prosperity through present affliction. So, how shall we then live? Will we anchor our souls in the good bosom of bettering our fellow humanity? 
Is there an acknowledgement that the measure we give to others shall eventually be given to us? Do we seek to hold faith with a neighbor in his poverty? Are we trusting so much in our five senses, sight, smell, taste, hearing, touch, that we either cannot or will not trust in the sixth sense of the Spirit which tells us to believe Moses and the prophets? Christ has risen. Christ is coming again. If we align our lives with spiritual truth, we shall find our names written in the book of life. Let us actively look for Lazarus in our lives, so that we don't carelessly step over him day after day while selfishly indulging in the good things of this life. Mighty God, You have done miraculous things. Help me see what You have already done and teach me to listen so that Your revelation becomes alive to me. Holy Spirit, impress the redemptive event of Christ's resurrection on the hearts of all who do not know You so that they might know Your amazing grace. Amen.